We're recording. Cool. And I didn't even lie about it. About recording. About recording. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome, fellow awesomeologists to Awesomeology. I'm Sue. And I'm Ben. And in this episode, we're back with an update on our journey toward total and radical accountability. Boy, I love the way that sounds. That does sound good. Gosh, we're good at this. Someday. But someday. Someday. <laughs> Because this is sort of a non-update update, right? Because as so often happens, maybe too often for our personal comfort, um, we have good intentions toward next steps and things have gotten in our way a little bit. Sure. Things happen. Right? Right. But when we originally conceived the idea, we agreed that that we would be transparent. Yes. And just as willing to share those uh, times when we felt we didn't make progress or um, share the progress that we have made, right? Right. That was our agreement. So here we are. So here we are, (laughs) honoring our commitments. Yeah. We are, if nothing else, true to ourselves. Right. So we had some barriers. It's been a month, man. Somehow. (laughs) Somehow it's been a month. Yeah. And we had, we went into... The month with some good intentions. We came out of the last feeling energized out of our last recording Mm -hmm. of this uh, accountable teams thing, feeling excited and energized. And I think sort of like, oh, good, now we're re-energized because we had even the month before when we were planning this thing had gotten some things that gotten in our way. Mm -hmm. So maybe now it's feeling a little cyclical. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, we faced some challenges. So let's talk about some of the barriers that sort of slowed our progress. Yeah. I mean, everything you were just mentioning, like, this is real life, right? So, I mean, whether it's business life, personal life, right? Like, um, things happen, life gets in the way. um, And that all just maybe sounds like an excuse as I'm saying it, right? But um, Because we really did leave our last recording, like, energy and, uh, you know, ready to take the next steps. And um, I think something that I'll at least mention today is that we there have been some things that we've probably taken steps on just with a little less intention than we'd like, right. or, you know, there may be more happened in the background, which, like, I think some of that is natural as, like, any person works or as any business goes on, right? Like, some progress will happen because things can just happen in the day-to-day but not always, and that's also not the best way to build the thing that we're trying to build, right? Right. Is by just like right. waiting for passive results to come along the way. So, yeah. But wouldn't it be so cool if it you could just fun. have a good idea and then say, "Oh, it'll probably be like yeah, that." Just wait three months <laughs> and it'll be done. Yeah. Just hang out. Right. So, uh, we are so we're accountable to each other on this, and we're accountable to our team. And then, I don't know if you heard, but we said we'd do a podcast to be accountable to that (laughs) audience of people. Yeah. So let's say we are facing that audience of people. What is our rationale, justification? uh, And this is to to invoke the the memory of our uh, late CEO, what went wrong, Ben, and what are you going to do to fix it? Right? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do differently next time? What are you going to do differently next time? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, um, first off, just knowing that this recording is going to happen in another month, like, 
there's some incentive, right, mm-hmm. or inspiration to do something. You know what I mean? Uh, if uh, we have too many episodes like this in a <laughs> row where we're saying, like, yeah, we didn't get as far as we wanted this last month, um, it's going to be a real boring podcast. Real, real, real hard to do <laughs> for that. For everyone involved. Month after month. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, you know, just knowing that that's, that's coming. We've got an accountability partner in each other and in our mm-hmm. audience. I mean, that's, that's a big step. And that's part of the reason why we chose to do that this way. You know, I guess I kind of hoped that this episode would happen in May. Or June. <laughs> or I think that was the original plan. Right. Oh, you know, if it comes to this, yeah. we can go and be really transparent about it. Right. And who, you know, I mean, full disclosure, this might not be the last one, right? Right. Because again, life gets in the way, work gets in the way, other tasks, new assignments, busy schedules, bloody, bloody, blah, excuse, oh, excuse. It's been crazy yeah. busy. Yeah, it's just been so busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think one of the things that and, and I don't want to I don't want to detour quite this early, but here we go. Um, one of the things that we are at least adept at, and I think I pride I pride our team at, is our us as leadership's ability to say, yep, that that was a misfire. That, you know, that didn't turn out the way that it should. And mm-hmm. now we have to own that. And move forward. We have to talk about what that is. Yeah. Um, we have never been really uh, ones for finding the political answer to a thing. And even though we give ourselves a pretty hard time on reverse justifying why a thing happened, yeah. we, I do think, enter with a lot of transparency to begin with to say, mm-hmm. nope, missed that mark, didn't do that, didn't even think of it. Right. Um, and so now let's talk about how we can or... You know, yeah. or let's also be honest and say, yeah, didn't think about that. Probably won't. Mm-hmm. Right. So <laughs> let's readjust yeah. and uh, see what reality is without me being able to deal with that thing that we that right. I said I do. Right. Yeah. Something we say often. What What can go away so that I can do this thing? You right. Know? So yeah, maybe that's something that needs to happen in the next thirty days. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, and you know, I mean, in marketing land, and I mean, really, any I have to imagine all any, almost any profession, um, that skill, I think it's a skill to say, yep, missed that. Nope. Didn't do that. You know, and like be, you know, honest, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, is, you know, a skill that can be developed over time. So you're not tricking yourself, tricking right. anyone else, you know, and just, um, learning. Cause at the end of the day, that's, it is learning that's happening there. Right. As long as and I think that's another um, uh, thing about this version of the podcast that we're doing and this accountability that we have with each other is like we're creating the space and the time to look back and learn, to look back and say, yep, didn't do that. And, you know, do what we're doing right now and discuss mm-hmm. the why and then change something. Right. So can, can I ask you a question? Yeah. This is the place to do it. Yeah. Was there Was there a time in your life that you were not adept at doing that, that you were the, like, like the young hotshot Ben Bauer, <laughs> where, you know, maybe it was when you missed something, it was an excuse or a, I, dare I say, a fabrication yeah. or something. <laughs> like the things that, I think the things, the very human responses to, like, how am I going to quickly explain away sure. why yeah. I shouldn't have done the thing you wanted me to do in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I think 
you know, if I do say so myself, overall I've <laughs> been, you know, like a, you know, pretty honest, vulnerable, accountable mm -hmm. person most of my life, my whole life, right? At the same time, though, yeah, no doubt. Like when I was younger um, or just, you know, like early on in my career, um, I'm certain that I deflected, made mm -hmm. excuses, blamed others. Shoot, man, lied, right? Like just like, oh, didn't do that or yeah. did that thing. And, you know, knowing full well that wasn't the truth or the whole truth, right? So um, all it usually takes is about one time getting caught up in any of that mm -hmm. to learn that hard lesson, right? Right. So... I mean, I'm not, definitely not going to sit here and say I'm perfect or anything like that. I'm I'm certain that I've learned some of those hard lessons <laughs> along the way. Certain. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think we've talked about it before on the podcast, that feeling of uh, maybe being in, being in a group that does not have that kind of transparency or, you know, with people who maybe you know are going to deflect mischaracterize, mm -hmm. lie, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever those things are that it can, the experience I have had is that that can feel like it changes the stakes for you. Like maybe the group expects me not to be transparent. Maybe the group wants me to save my, um, to save my own reputation or somehow everyone has built up this mythos that, I'm the only one that screws up. You know, you know what mm. I mean? Sure. So it sort of builds this expectation. No one else will admit when they screw up. Yeah. So uh, it, it can be hard uh, to be the person who goes, yep, mm, didn't do that thing. And, yeah. you know, I intend to, but. Right. Yeah. And uh, another version or something that can happen simultaneously um, is like a leader um, covering up for their team, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so less about like what they did themselves or didn't do or said or didn't say, but, you know, doing something to cover up for a teammate's misfortune or, or right. not misfortune, misstep. Um, right. You know, and that's not helping anyone because now right. you're like bearing a burden. They're not learning anything, taking any accountability, you know, so. Yeah. Now I'm searching my memory banks to think if I've done that. I'm sure I've yeah. done that. Yeah. Oh, at some covered point. for a teammate for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 But, um, and it, I mean, again, nobody's perfect. I think that there are times to, you know, like as, I mean, you see a football coach do it on every Sunday. Oh, that, that's on me. That one's on me. I didn't mm -hmm. prepare my team well enough. Yeah. Or you do just drop the ball. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so, I think that there is a time for a leader to take ownership and, and, you know, I think at the end of the day, like try and be as genuine as you can. And like, you know, could I have, could I have done something different to influence how that person performed or shared information, whatever, you know? And like, I think every leader has to be real with themselves, you know, and take some of that ownership, mm -hmm. especially at times when you're maybe taking it publicly or, you know, really trying to protect someone, but there's a line, you know, there's a line in doing that. And there's a time when it's too much to do that. Um, and really like that accountability needs to be pushed down to the person that is accountable right. for the thing that happened, you know? Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've done it. I, I know I've done it. Yeah. 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 Maybe we've done it for each we've other. We've probably done it for each other. <laughs> 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 Definitely. Yeah. Definitely.
Yeah. So do you think that there is a disingenuousness about, like you point out the coach saying, oh, you know, that, that drop ball, that missed pass, that's on me. I should have yeah. uh, had them train harder. Whatever, yeah. whatever the answer is. There's a disingenuousness to taking that accountability as a leader that is essentially disconnecting you in some way from actually taking accountability. That's you saying, that was me, um, now let's not talk about it. That was my fault, so now shut up because yeah, I, I just took responsibility. Yeah, maybe the football coach analogy isn't the best one because that's in front of a room of reporters, and that's exactly the end they're probably trying right. to get to is like, stop asking me questions about that guy <laughs> dropping the ball. That's on me. Leave me alone. Right. You know? um, but I do think some version of that happens mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and, yeah, I think it's, it's to, like, kill the conversation and – I guess depending on how genuine it is and what you're saying and whether or not you mean it, maybe it really is like, okay, we don't need to talk about this anymore because Mm -hmm. believe me, I feel like I own this thing and I'm going to go back and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure it doesn't happen again. So you asking me 10 more times helps no one. Let me get to work. Right. But then I think there definitely is the other version of that, which is like, yeah, you know, that's on me. Leave me alone. Oh gosh, thank God they're not asking me again anymore. Hey man, like next time, don't drop the ball. Look at what I'm having to do for you. You know, like, you know, and then it just turns into like toxic and blame yeah. game or whatever, right? So, yeah. So, so a version where either you're saying, "Yeah, that's on me," and then going back and harshly criticizing that person, or you know, maybe I think there's also a version where you say, "That's on me," and then you don't do anything. Right. Yeah. You you just say, "Yep, okay," and then you fail to examine. <clears throat> excuse me. You fail to examine what you've done, what they've done, if you actually have any agency in making them, you know, helping them be better. It's just sort of like a little Band-Aid to move the conversation forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think there's times when um, in a work scenario or, you know, specifically related to a project where ownership and accountability and who's doing what is like super clearly defined or something and whether or not someone does the thing they said they were going to do or does it well, like is the only reason that something succeeds or fails. Um, you know, then I think it's more difficult, maybe even impossible for someone to do that. It's on me thing. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And again, I don't mean to get stuck on the football analogy, but, um, (laughs) if that's the one that we're rolling with here, I think that, Sometimes that thing happens because, sure, somebody fumbled the ball at a crucial time in a game, um, but there's so many other things that happened before that point in the game that could have completely changed the outcome too, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So um, so it, it also would be a little bit unfair to be like, well, yeah, if that dude didn't drop the ball, like we would have won, you know? It's like, well, yeah, I mean, in that minute, if you like focus in on that moment, sure, yeah, I mean, I guess you're right, but also if the person in the first quarter would have caught the ball, you know, or if, you know, we would have made that field goal or, you know, whatever, right? right? Like something, something first down. Yeah, yeah. Something, something fumble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I have Sorry a, for all the noise. I have a really good grasp at football yeah, yeah. and, yeah. you know, something, something right. third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You're right with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, like, they, when they were thinking of replacing Terry Bradshaw with me. 
Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, man, boy, did they miss out. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I think I bring a Bradshaw energy to everything I do right. and, you know. <laughs> well, whether you uh, are a football fan or not, yes. the point is sometimes there's many circumstances, many moments, many decisions, tasks, et cetera, where um, it might be a little easier to shield people and mm-hmm. um, not place the accountability where it should be. And then there's other times where it's just simply unavoidable and you trying to like do that is about as disingenuine as it can be. Right. So. Right. I, I see that you have the, you have the team workbook with you. I do. And I'm, you know, it, it, this whole conversation, and I know this is not necessarily the conversation we intended to have, but it makes, it makes me start, to, it makes me wish I could grab the book and open it up to exactly the page I'm thinking of. Um, and I h- hope it's in that book and not just in my notes from the leadership course when uh, when he is talking about um, asking people why. Why did something go wrong? That you can't ask that question because people aren't able to answer that question and you are never going to get a satisfactory answer. That the... Uh, because there, he proposes three questions, and I'm trying to remember what all three of them are, because that is one thing that I have been really trying to practice. So it, rather than why did you not do that, the questions are did you not know you had to do that? Did you not have the information you need to do it? Um, and then there's a third one, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I... I know what you're talking about, uh, mm-hmm. where exactly in the book it is. I'm not going to find it as quick as I want. Yeah. But. yeah. but the point being, and we'll find them, and we, we can share them later. The, the point being, the question to ask someone, why did that fail, um, is not a good question. There, there are only three reasons, these three reasons that someone fails to do something, and they all sort of revolve around this idea of a gap. Either you have a gap in your personal accountability to it, you have a gap in your knowledge, um, or you have this other that third, other third unknowable gap. Right. But it's, it's all about not being able to connect the pieces and know that you have to move forward with something or do something, mm-hmm. um, which I... As I said, I am trying to employ that because that's a question. I'm a real why kind of person. And on both ends of the way you could ask that, right? Why are we doing that? Why would we want to, you know, use that strategy? You know, why did you say that? Why did you do that? Why do you think that way? Why are you who you are? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that that has always been, uh, and we've had ample conversations where you have said, I guess you will have to ask that person <laughs> because I am a wire. So to be able to say, like, did you genuinely not know you were supposed to do that right. is such a much more powerful question mm-hmm. because you can't uh, either they lie, right, Yep. or they're honest with you, and either way yeah. you have some valuable feedback there that you can do something with. Right, yeah. Yeah, and just 
side note, maybe a reminder for anyone that listened to the first episode or what this thing is that we're doing and why we're trying to do it. You know, that's where that groundwork at the beginning to make sure that the team's on the same page about this, understands what you're mm-hmm. trying to do and um, knows that some questions like that might be asked are just super important, right? I mean, that question, <laughs> you know, did you genuinely not know that you were supposed to do that? I mean, depending on time of day, circumstances, emotions, right? Like that could come off as a super like accusatory kind of question, right? Yeah. I mean, could totally... Um, create some negative consequence um but it is also a super important and necessary question right 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 Uh, especially if the answer is no and you know while you know the question's framed one way and the answer might be in the negative um the results of hearing no Mm -hmm. are incredibly positive it's like oh you didn't know you're supposed to do that okay guess what we have some stuff to figure out right like how are you getting your information? What am I not telling the team or you as a person to, you know, know that that's a thing that I thought you knew you had to do. Right. So, um, and so many times when things like that happen on any kind of team, a work team, a sports team, a family, like that's where the like most awkward conflict sits in that space where two people are thinking two totally different things. Right. I think I thought of the third question. Cool. Do Did it. you not want to do it? Oh yeah, that might that sounds right. Yeah. 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 Which also, that is useful to know. <laughs> yeah. Did right. you not want to do that? Right. Okay, let's talk about why you didn't want to do that because yeah. maybe you have a perfectly good reason and also, yeah. you know. Um, and even if you have a perfectly good reason, that might mean you still have to do it. Right. Sorry. Right. But now, then we get to then we get to talk about. But it's knowing that helps how us we can out. how we can work through the fact that you don't you're resistant to doing it and you're still going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, lots of great opportunities for people happen by them doing something that they didn't want to do. Right. You know, so. Yeah. And you know, and we we also have been talking uh, about growth mindset, I mean, mm. in coaching and things, and yeah. started talking a little bit about that offline yesterday, yeah. you and I. And I that is a super, I think, when you think about encouraging growth mindset, those are super important questions to ask, you know. Especially if you can get down to, I didn't want to do it because I had fear around it or fear of failure, you know, things like that. Right. And be able to support that and say, that, yes, Mm. yep, everybody's afraid of failure sometimes. And I want you to know that if you do it and fail, we still support you. Right. And that's important to know that we did it and failed. It's just as important to know that we do something and fail as it is to do something and achieve. Yeah. It's maybe more important because then you start to sort out what we should be doing versus what we should not be doing. If you pay attention. Right. right. <laughs> if you don't pay attention, you don't, uh, the sorting doesn't happen. And then that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of what uh, you should do and shouldn't do, do we, is it time to shift into what's next? We could talk about what's next. <laughs> or, you know, advice to move forward. Yeah, I think that's where we need to be because I think we have definitely been in the place we are right now with a lot of different things yeah. where we find that we have, uh, like something has floated out into the ether for us and we have to pull that tether and pull it back. Yeah. 
and uh, I am I am proud about how uh, proud of how we handle that because I think we handle it really well. Yeah. So I I think that's valuable information for people. That's people all. can't see my face, and it's a very much uh, like a "tell me more, Sue" kind of. Yeah, face. why? Why I think we, why I think we handle it well. Yeah. Uh, well, it starts with that transparency. It starts starts with the honesty, where we yeah. can say, um, "That absolutely escaped me. That slipped through the cracks." Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, it also when it's not always we just didn't do a thing. It is sometimes, and I think very often we say. I didn't make that a priority, that these other things came first. And that was a choice. And I think, number one, as leaders, I think that's a good thing to role model, Mm -hmm. to be able to say, I didn't lose control. (laughs) I made the choice. I, you know, I know, especially because we use software that helps us track all of the things that we have to do. Uh, in essence, if you take time, everything's knowable. Yeah, uh, it exists out there. It's in your brain. Um, but if you have to make the choices to push it down in priority, to be able to then come back and say, "Yep, that was not important to me," yeah. um, in the nicest way possible. And here's what we're going to do now that we have agreed. Mm-hmm. It's time to bring it. You know, let it pop back up. So I think that first step is incredibly important, being honest with um, why it's sitting out there. Yeah. Did I not know I had to do it? Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to try and do it again. Did I not know I had to do it? Did I? Now I've already did you not, not know what you needed to know? Did I not know what I needed to know? Or did I not want to do it? Right. right. Um, maybe. Yeah. We assume. Yeah. We'll look it up. Right. <laughs> and then to be able to... The next part of that sort of radical honesty and accountability that I think we're very good at is to say, I deliberately, you know, I deliberately made a choice to push that out of my mind. Now what I need to do is reconnect to what it is. So we need to re-talk about it. And to uh, just re recenter ourselves on what the thing is and have the conversation. And I think the, the honest and transparent way we do that um, is not only helpful for us, because we do, um, I think, because you and I are not focused on tasks, on like task completion on a daily basis, mm-hmm. um, we maybe have a higher likelihood of things floating out into the ether on us. Maybe, yeah. maybe not, um, because our outputs are different. And so to be able to do that, be transparent with the team, and then say, okay, um, here's what I remember. Let's get everybody else back on the same page, and let's move forward from the spot that we're at. Rather than saying, um, I don't know, choose something that someone who is a boss instead of a leader might say, oh, well, that person was supposed to tell me this thing, or um, I decided not to do that because it's stupid. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Well, something that you said a couple of times um, was like, well, you 
prefixed re on a couple of words, recenter, or re-talk about that thing, right? And um, I think that w when I hear that, it like the inefficiency bells are going off in my mm -hmm. head, right? Like, well, every time we have to do that, that means you know we're like having the same conversation, you know. So I mean. I mean, you're you're not wrong. We have to do those things, especially like when circumstances, um, you know, mean that something didn't get done, and we need to regroup, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, gosh, how many meetings have we had on a topic that, like, the title of the meeting is regroup? You know, regroup right. on a thing. You know, so I mean, like, again, not saying you're wrong. It's absolutely necessary, and we should do everything we can to avoid that happening because it's super inefficient, mm -hmm. right? So what else, you know, are we doing uh, or what do we have in place to make sure that we're, you know, setting realistic schedules and, you know, executing the kind of work that we can. And, right. um, you know, I think all of this helps us avoid the scenario where we have to wind up saying, yep, missed the mark on that one or didn't do that thing. That's mm -hmm. on me. I own it. And I 100% agree with you that I think something that our team is really good at is like just owning that, owning those moments. Um, and really doing it in a way, and this is something that I, I've been working on myself, is to take that ownership when it's time to take that ownership and do it in like a really genuine way. Because I know mm -hmm. there, I'm certain that there are times where, um, you know, I air quotes took that ownership and then it was quickly followed up with, and here's why, which was excuses mm -hmm. or def deflecting. You know, right. all of those other things that really at the end of the day make that ownership, again, air quotes that I'm taking, just not real at all. Right. So, yeah. Well, you know, and that makes me, that makes me think of, uh, you're, you're really, you're like firing off all of my synapses today. So <laughs> it makes me think of a concept from creating member loyalty, which is the mm. sales and service program that I trained for the credit union of, uh, when, there is a time and place to explain the rationale for a mistake or yeah. an issue. Right. And the time and place you explain that, that you say, well, here's why that happened, is when it is useful to move forward. Mm. Right. So if you are going to explain a rationale, it should be something that you can say, um, here's the thing that happened last time. Um, either that barrier is gone, here is, here's what I learned from that barrier, you know, something like that, and not, not say it as, well, you got to understand. Yeah. We've been so busy. <laughs> That's not, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. We're not going to hire 10 more people so that you... Can be not busy. So you can drink daiquiris and <laughs> yeah. get all your work, magically get well, your work done. <laughs> That's where the question of what are you going to do differently next time is so mm -hmm. effective, right? Because it's future-focused. And when appropriate, it makes you have to understand what happened last time. Right. To know what you can do differently next time, right? So, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. That, you know, and honestly, that was always the hardest and most valuable lesson to get hmm. when, something, when something came up for me. Like, I, I knew, and, you know, eventually, the second time you know something is going to happen, you come prepared with well, here's what I'm going to do next time. Yeah. Because uh, it, at the end of the day, those rationales, the excuses, the barriers, even if they are entirely true, they don't matter. What matters is what you do next. Right. Right. 
So. Good gosh. If that isn't a segue, I don't know what is. I, you know what? <laughs> Dang, we're good at this. Speaking of what's next. What is next, Ban? Well, we need to recenter on the problem we're trying to solve. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I did not change these from the last notes. These are the same things that we talked about. Because nothing's happened. Because we haven't done. <laughs> I had thought about it. Now, as I say, nothing's happened. The one thing I yes. did want to mention today is, um, and I promise I'm, well, I don't know. I don't know that I need to make this promise to you, but maybe to listeners that might be wondering like how we're going about this. There's um, the second chapter of the book from the awesome um, leadership session that Sue did um, that talks about the three types of teams and um, like the different aspects that make up functional teams. And there's some stuff that you have to do in order. And the first thing we talked about last time a little bit, uh, creating that accountability statement, right? Mm -hmm. And the second thing is a way of determining or measuring whether or not your team is achieving its purpose. So while we're sitting here today saying we haven't done a thing, we have been talking a lot about um, what what we might be measuring mm -hmm. from a performance standpoint, you know, whether that's uh, how we want to grow the business or, you know, personal performance, right? Like what things are we going to be paying attention to how we're doing that we can measure mm -hmm. and um, know whether or not what we're doing is actually helping us as individuals, us as an accountable team. So, um, so that's something that, you know, again, I don't want to sit here and make it sound like that's some monumental step that we've taken in the last month, but there has there has at least been you know assessment of and progress towards building what those measurables are, so that we know whether or not what we're doing is working, mm -hmm. helping, growing the business. Uh, and what you are saying is, we are doing things; they are moving us forward. Uh, the thing, the slight disconnect that we maybe are experiencing is we did not say, oh, here's our strategy for accountable teams. That thing ties into our strategy for accountable things. So this is how we will mindfully right. move forward with strategic planning, right. plantopia, some yeah. of those things. Hasn't been like the conscious connection to this thing that we're talking about today, but right. all stuff that needs to happen to contribute to this thing that we're talking about today. Right, yeah. Well, and you know, one of the, one of the big things that, this whole thing revolves around is to make people accountable to something. They have to know what it is, mm -hmm. yeah. and they have there have to there has to be measurement. They have to, without measurement, you can't really have conversations about making sure people are equipped. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it just is. There's a lot that strategic planning, budgeting, and all of those other things that we've been working through in the last couple of months. Yeah. informs being able to tell people here's you know here are our marching orders as a team and this is yeah. what we're all trying to do together right yeah and speaking of what we're trying to do together checking in with the team is an important next step too. just making sure that they're involved in this process I mean you know it definitely is creating an accountable team not just accountable leaders that then mm -hmm. affect the team right um, and you know I think something that I want to work on I don't know for next time, but into the future, is um, making sure that we're recognizing moments where this um, creation of accountability and this new stuff that we're trying to do is actually happening, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there have been some things, you know, when we did the decision matrix ex exercise to make sure that people knew which, you know, 
which decisions they could make, who needed to be kept in the loop, all those things. Um, there have been some things that I, I don't think I've had to think about because mm-hmm. the people that need to make those decisions are doing that or making them, right? So um, to like pause for a minute and look at that and say like, hey, that's a thing I used to have to be involved in or felt like I needed to control. And now you guys are just doing that, like win all, mm-hmm. wins all around, you know what I right. mean? So right. I think, you know, like, typical um, humans. We just get caught up in the spin of things and we're just moving forward that um, not always something we're really good at is stopping and looking at how a change that we made or tried to make is actually affecting things. So, Right, right. Uh, and I, I had, uh, speaking of things that have been happening, um, even without us deliberately saying, I, but this is something I think we have deliberately said, I had, and I have so much recency bias because it happened today, had a really good, honest conversation with a couple of our teammates um, around a, there's only so many of us. If they listen to this, they'll know who I'm talking about. But for, uh, let me protect the innocent. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But where we were talking about a particular part of our strategy um, that they are responsible to, and because because they handle it, they do the design, they do everything that makes it happen in the world. And at the end of the conversation, we were talking about what is 2023 look like, what can we change, what can we do, um, and sort of formalizing a plan going forward. And at the end, I said, so um, you know, final question: who who is accountable? to making sure that this strategy succeeds. And um, I, I don't think that, I don't think we've ever had a conversation like that really on the team. Yeah. I think we very much have gone in with this assumption that everybody knows, you know, we're all on the same ship. We, you know, yeah. we, yeah. We succeed and fail together, blah, 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 blah. I was going to say ride or die, but yep, yeah, same. Yeah, um, <laughs> pretty much the same. <laughs> um, and really saying it out loud that way to them uh, took, threw them for an absolute loop. And the first question I got back was, like, well, what do you mean? Hmm. Right? You know, I, and I said... We have to talk about metrics. We have to talk, you know, we've talked about what are the things that we want to measure? What are we trying to do? You know, what's the purpose of doing all of this and the overall strategy? So who is accountable to make sure that we succeed? Um, and the, I'm going to give away too much, um, but the newest member of the team said, well, it's this other person because they tell me what to do. And so I looked at the other person and said, and how do you feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like you want to take all the accountability for, uh, for this? Oh, no, not really. Well, okay, so, here, so it was a good conversation yeah, right. to be able to say, you know, the answer is uh, the whole team is accountable to make this work. Um, and you particular to you're doing the work, you're tracking the results, um, your 
responsibility in this is to bring in the resources you need to make it succeed and to know when it's succeeding and to know when it's failing and to have the, um, to have the ownership of this thing so you can change something and to get, and I felt like it was really important to, to have a conversation like that because I do, I have always had this sense and I think this is that top-down structure, right? Where um, we have these great creative people who I think got themselves into a mindset that we have to tell them what to do. We have to tell them the idea. We have to have the ideas. Um, and their job is to execute execute ideas. And I don't know. I don't know where we fell into that trap. I don't think we ever told them like shut up. <laughs> <laughs> No, don't have ideas, but somehow we really have, you know, we have really gotten into this rut where they think the ideas have to come from the top. Yeah. Um, and I don't even, and I think that's, they've internalized that as an idea. I think if you ask them, do all of the ideas have to come from your bend? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. You know, we can have ideas, okay. which is cool unless you don't, you know, unless that doesn't bear out in practice, unless you're still waiting. Right. Um, out of whatever fear mm -hmm. of having a bad idea, whatever yeah. that thing is. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. that that no, that problem, was fun. Maybe the problem is we just we've never had a bad idea, so it's really tough for. I'm just kidding. That's, That's a joke. you're not kidding. Cue you are the, He's dead serious for the listener. Yeah. He is dead serious, <laughs> and he is, he's telling me right now to cut off the mics. No. Yeah. <laughs> Well, here's a sad idea. We need to wrap up this episode. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, we but do. Yeah, we've got some stuff that ne that's next. We'll mm -hmm. have a real update next time. I mean, this has been good. Like, this is do us doing exactly what we said we were going to do. Right. right? Um, and using this as an opportunity to refocus, move forward. And what vulnerable. I'm particularly proud of, um, one of, something that we're very good at is reverse justifying things. And we genuinely could have come into this episode and said, oh, no, well, we did this thing, this thing, this thing, and this yeah. thing. So yeah. those count. So let's talk about those. Right. Yeah. But we did them. We did. Yeah. yeah. If you're also, if you're on our board, we've been working very hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> we haven't been doing Believe nothing. Us. Just disclaimer there. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Awesome. So we are, we are still, we remain excited to have you on the journey with with us, even though we did not expect to be here in February of the year telling you that um, it was time for radical transparency. <laughs> uh, we are publishing these accountability updates on the second Wednesday of each month, and then you will find our regular episodes of our podcast on the fourth Wednesday of every month. You got it. Look out for that good stuff. Thanks, friends, for tuning in. Be awesome, and we'll see you next time. The Osmology Podcast is a production of Exclamation Services. Thanks to Nick Mulliver for sound production and Kylie Ganther for our cover artwork. Executive producers are me, Ben Bauer, and my friend, Suzanne Campbell. <laughs>